Welcome back. The drive continues on 1700. The champ Trenton Wolfgang back with you reunited after a Friday off as we had the football double header. Dowling Catholic gets it done in their victory over Bettendorf in quadruple overtime and followed up with the Cedar Falls win over Southeast Pokes, setting up the championship game Friday night. We'll have the call for that one from the Unidome coming up 7 o'clock with the kickoff and uh, you and I basketball beforehand. So Wolfgang, you got another three-day weekend in front of you. What are you going to do with yourself? I'm not sure, and it is good to see you, sir. <laughs> for real. I'm not even joking. Sometimes I, I've done this before, yes. Saturday show. It's weird though to talk to myself. So it's glad I'm glad that I have somebody to bounce something off of. Thank sure. You. <laughs> well, that's good. We got lots to get into here coming up this hour. We're going to be talking with Andrew Garda from Pro Football Weekly. We'll take a look around the NFL. The first place Chicago Bears with another victory. And notice you're representing today. Absolutely, got to do it. And I uh, usually can't wear this stuff during during the winter. And <laughs> and this year I actually can. So usually just summer wardrobe and wearing the Bears gear. But a little bit different here this season and excited about that. Here we go. It is the top five at five. Each and every weekday we hit the top five topics across the sports landscape. Today presented by the Rookie Sports Cards in Clive. Stop on out, see Anders Olsen, football, baseball basketball and a whole lot more autographed jerseys you want it he can get it for you collectors out there it's the rookie in clive here we go number one we're kicking things off here and we start in ames a 28 14 victory for iowa state the big story though what happened yeah the kerluffle happening uh, on both sides wolfgang this was odd we see brawls all the time help me out here what were the security officers, what were they doing on the field? So I was listening to you and Ken a little bit. You know, you get busy, and then you listen to it a little more, and then you he had me cracking up. He was really offended by this, was he not? But does he not have a – wasn't his dad police chief back in the day or something yes, like that? absolutely. So the, and you had Bama Bob on. He said his dad, who passed away, I believe he said, also was a police police chief, and they had no – they did not like what happened right. and how that happened. I don't either. I agree with you. Um, I guess I'm not as... They were trying to stop people from fighting. So I'm not as into it as as Ken. I have a story back in the day when I was at Iowa, the Iowa game, Iowa-Minnesota, when they uh, actually clinched 2002. Right? Yeah, yep. And my buddy actually got tackled. <laughs> yeah. He, he might have been the guy because I was one of the first people on the field. We were sitting in the first row right behind the Iowa bench okay. for that 2002 game. <laughs> and uh, my buddy was a walk-on on the team, Will Lack. And I said, hey, do you think we could get on the field? I was kind of talking to him towards the end of the game. And he said, no, absolutely not. Well, he saw a couple of people jump out there. So we did the same. I mean, our group of four or five were some of the first people out there. And my cousin is, I don't know, five, ten paces in front of me, yeah. going out, running out to the middle of the field. And I see this security officer making a beeline. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's, yes, okay. he's got my cousin Chuck lined up, and he is going to lay him out, 110 pounds of him. Instead, a guy about three pa- steps to the left gets laid out. Very well could have been your guy. Very well could have been. I might have seen it happen, and now I know it comes full there, circle. Yeah, when I looked at his face, it made my life. Because he was like, there's a... Th- how many thousand people on the and you decided to tackle me? <laughs> He's like, what the? Seriously, I loved it, and it in bad moments I will think of that. It will make me tear up with laughter. That is a security issue. That is player people that are not supposed to be on the field. This is a fight. This is a brawl. 
Mm-hmm. Have you ever before seen cops in a football brawl in the middle of a game? We're not talking off to the I think hockey. Game. You know hockey way better than I do. Is that not true? That's never happened in hockey where somebody actually comes out? Ken. I mean, Ken would have brought that up. Yeah. That's he, not the, so he no. doesn't even think. You don't see it happen. What were those guys thinking? You can't do that. You can't break. That is what the staff is there for. Other players pull it off. What were they really adding to the situation? Bad work out of those guys. <laughs> Number two. Let's go uh, to a different kind of story, and that's Iowa. Another frustrating loss as they fall at the hands of Northwestern, 14-10. to 10. Wolfgang, my question, where's Noah Fant? Nine snaps in the second half? Your All-American tight end plays nine snaps in the second half of a slugfest game. Oh, it was 3 nothing at the half. What's going on here? No, it's weird because, and you know, I'm not necessarily a, you know, a guy in the gym. I'm a football player guy. I don't care what your vertical is. I don't care what your 40 is. Can you play football? But I'm sitting there watching that a little bit, Trent. I'm going, what are we not getting? Are we missing something? And I listen to John Miller's instant reacts or whatever. I'm kind of on the same line of him. I can't figure it out. I cannot figure out what we're not getting. Is he hurt? Well, then why is he playing? He's really, really good. He's got a 42 and a half. I heard you say 42 inch vertical leap, uh, Trent. 40, 42 and a half. Okay. Every half inch counts. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I can't, I cannot figure out what's going on there at all. I, I don't know that anybody can. What are you doing? He's obviously a stud. We know he's good. Really, really good. The NFL people know he's really, really good. Maybe we'll get to, uh, our quarterback here in a second that think, they think he's really, really good. I would disagree. He's not really, really good, our quarterback. But as far as Fant, he is. I don't know anybody that doesn't think that. All right, a step further. Number three. Oh, wow, look at that. Could this be Kirk Ferentz? Oh, you're going to make me mad now. Yeah. Sending a message Pokey to Chris Pokey. Fant, okay. the brother of Noah that has been outspoken in his disappointment of the way that Iowa has been utilizing him. And snap count. Is this Kirk Ferentz saying, I'm the man, I'm the CEO, this is how we do things over here. I don't like your brother going to Twitter. I'll show you. You'll play nine snaps in a winnable football game, and that'll really show you. Oh, man. I really don't think so, Trent. I hope I'm ro- Really, I hope I'm right. I, that's not the Kirk Ferentz that I know. Maybe you, you would disagree. I heard some other things on with you and Ken that I want to bring up later or at some point later in the week, whatever. It that would suck if Trent if if he's that kind of guy. I don't think he is. I don't think he's that kind of guy. You probably have experience, you know, DJK, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Who else? We have those, but I mean he's been here for a long, long time. So you can prove anything you want to prove with that. Um But the the Fant thing with his brother, I think it was Chris Fant. Yeah. And I'm sorry if I have his name wrong, but that's one of those things, Trent, where it's like what's what are you doing by doing that? Are you helping your uh, your brother out at all? You are the head coach of a of an Omaha Omaha um, high school team. Is Chris Fant wrong? I don't think so. Noah Fant has not been utilized correctly out of this staff. Is he? That's a that's a different question. No. I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he is either. No. I understand the frustrations. Number. Ooh, four. we can talk about that for a day. Oh, here we seriously. go. Here we go. All right, number four. Let's go to the NBA. You love the NBA. You love the association. Help me out here. The Timberwolves finally trade away Jimmy Butler. It was awful. 
awful watching this team. Outside of the Derrick Rose 51-point night, I've watched a lot of T-Wolves this year, and I've been frustrated a lot of times watching the T-Wolves this year. The trade happens. He goes to the 76ers. Your thoughts overall? I'll leave it open-ended. Butler and what the T-Wolves got in return. Well, it's one of those things. You know I hate that. Um, Butler is actually a great two-way player, which you should be, right? If you're a great player, you should be a great two-way player, Trent. That's obvious. You play defense, you play offense. Uh, Butler plays defense. I like his attitude, or do I? I'm not sure he's easy to get along with. I don't know, and you're a Minnesota dude. Yeah. You would know more inside information about that than I would. But I like his attitude. I like that he's tough. He really is. He's tough. He's gritty. Normally, we're only supposed to say that about white guys, right? But he is. He's tough, and he plays good defense, man. And he is actually an underrated scorer, I think. Do you not? Oh, yeah, he can score. He's also a pain in the ass. So Now he- he's going to Philadelphia, and this is this would be my concern. His way that he went out of, of Chicago wasn't great. Certainly the way that he got himself out of Minnesota was an awful look. Now you go to Philadelphia. Joel Embiid, an incredible talent. Weird dude. He's quirky. He's a weird duck. Ben yeah, he, si- yeah, he's weird, for sure. Yeah. Be- ben Simmons, not the most demonstrative guy. Pretty quiet, unassuming. You throw that in, Markel Fultz. I mean, mentally, you wonder exactly where he is. And now you're bringing this red ass in there. You're bringing Jimmy Butler. I have a feeling this is not going to be as smooth as many people are thinking. Let's talk about this more. Could it possibly work? See? Could it possibly work? Could the personalities actually work? I want to think about that more. Do you mind, Trent? I'll let you think. I'll let you think. Number five. All right, let's finish up here. Iowa State in hoops tonight against Texas Southern. We have now an opportunity to talk. They throttle Missouri. Minus Lindell Wigington. They, of course, are going to Maui then, uh, right around the corner. Excited to see them. They get Arizona, more than likely Gonzaga with a victory in the semifinal round. Should be fun out there to see what this team is. But with the injuries that they have with Wigington, with the suspensions that they have with Lard and Zaran Talley, we both believe this was an NCAA tournament team before the season began. I give you a mulligan. Is Iowa State going to be in the NCAA no, they're tournament? Not. Do you? I don't think they are. I don't think they are. Things are going heading in the wrong direction. How many guys do we have now? Eight? Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, that's not necessarily a bad thing, and I think you know that about me. That's not necessarily a bad thing. But, I mean, there there are so many things that could go wrong here. you got so many young people. It's I, I don't think it's going to work, Trent. I hate to say that, but if you put a gun in my head right now, I'm saying Iowa State's not going to make the journey. It's going to depend a lot on what happens in Maui. You know, if they can keep their head above water, even if they lose to Arizona, play two teams, not as good, but still come back and finish 2-1, and one, you're in good shape. But they go out there and go 1-2 and two, or, God forbid, 0-3. Oh you dig yourself such a deep hole that you're getting out of. Plus, the Big 12 has already seen West Virginia lose at home to Buffalo. Buffalo's good. They're going to win the MAC. That's good. But still, West Virginia was supposed to be second, third best team in the league this year. Okay. They already have a loss. Texas Southern, who we'll see tonight against Iowa State, Already beat Baylor. That's not good for Baylor. A couple of bad losses early on for the Big 12. Well, instead of eh, six or seven, maybe eight teams could get in the Big 12. That number dwindles down if teams aren't playing well in the non-conference to four or five. Can Iowa State be in that top four or five? Still a question. More concerning certainly than it was just a week ago at this time. Some differences for Iowa State basketball. That's our top five at five presented by the rookie sports cards in Clive. Christmas right around the corner, looking for gifts for that big sports fan in your life. Honors can certainly hook you up 
with that. Coming up next, we're going to be talking some NFL. we got Andrew Garda coming up next from Pro Football Weekly. Your biggest takeaway, Wolfgang, from the NFL this weekend. It wasn't overall a great slate of games. Yeah, Thursday night, close. you know, we got a good game, and you were on the right side of that. You had the Steelers at another big one. In fact, you got a, you got a pick that you handed out on Thursday for tonight's game. <laughs> you, you'd probably want to change that now that C.J. Beathard, your boyfriend, isn't going to be playing. Though, no, right? I knew he wasn't going to play. Uh, oh, and that's why does, you picked no, him. No, it doesn't matter. See, you're, you're out on C.J. Beathard. I get it. Oh. I get it. That's where we're going with this right now. <laughs> Come on, Trent. I love me some CJB, and that's our problem. We'll get into uh, the Stanley thing at some point, Trent. But mm-hmm. I don't believe in Stanley. And guess who I did believe in? That entire season. And I said it as it was going on. It wasn't right. after the fact. Well, I mean, it was easy when they're going 12-0. and 0. What no. happened in 2016? Trent, that's that's true. That's fair. I never said that. And that it's, the same, it's the same problem we're seeing with Nate Stanley. And I don't know if this is... Something that, that is just a problem with Ken O'Keefe in the quarterback's room or what it is. But you look, these guys in the pocket, they're seeing ghosts. I mean, how many times there's guys running open up the field? We talked about this earlier. There are guys running open all over the field for Iowa on Saturday. And Nate Stanley couldn't pull the trigger. Instead, he dumps it off to Makai Sargent uh, for a gain of three. He's going horizontal or a dump to Noah Fant and his only catch for zero yards. He had guys running free. He had guys running open, and he couldn't pull the trigger. And there wouldn't be pressure, and he's dumping it off. Same thing we saw in 2016 with C.J. Beathard is happening now with Nate Stanley. Is that coaching, or is that just yeah, – it, it just, is. It is. So let's – I can't – we're going to get that. We have days and days and days, and you know I love me some Kirk Ferentz, okay? So this, I think, will mean something to you more than most people <laughs> because you know I love Kirk. And I'm going to struggle to say some of this stuff, okay? It's not going to be easy for me. Over the next few days, it it won't be easy. I love Kirk Ferentz. I think he's a great coach. Spoke with somebody today that I know very well and knows their bleep. Okay, they know their bleep. But at some point, what do you, what are your expectations for this program, Trent? That's just, that's what I told this person. What do you want? Do you want ten wins? What do you want? Nine wins? Eight wins? What do you want? When a that's season fair. when that's a season when a season sets up like this, you want more than seven and five, eight and four. When you have a schedule, you have a lot of talent on this roster, you want more than another ho-hum 7-5, and 8-4 and four type of year. That's what you want. Top 25 finishes over the last decade? One. You want more than that, right? Oh, boy. You're, Looking at... You're ruining me. I, I thought I won the argument earlier with somebody I was with, and now you're... What are you doing to me right now? Wait, say that again? Over the last nine years, because this team is not finishing in the top 25. One. Oh, One yep. top 25 finish. You want more than that, Wolfgang? You want more than that? Iowa football's not delivering, certainly on that. We'll get the break coming back on the other side. Talking NFL Pro Football Weekly's Andrew Gard is going to join us as we take you up until 6 o'clock tonight. Back with more On the Drive. Trenton Wolfgang with you on a Monday. Welcome back. We continue here on the Drive 1700. The champ as we talk some NFL. Our team here on 1700, the champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Another victory for them, a workmanlike victory over Kansas City. To talk about that and a whole lot more, joining us from Pro Football Weekly, it's Andrew Garda. Andrew, thanks for joining us today. How are things? Uh, it's going pretty well because I've uh, shelved my jet fandom for the year, so I think I'll be okay because now I can just pretend um, they don't exist. Woof, <laughs> woof. 14 right away, and it is, uh, what, 31-3 at the half. An ugly, ugly performance there. Todd Bowles, though, he's uh, going to last the year. Is that right? 
Yeah, uh, they don't seem to want to make a, a quick move. They're they're citing Sam Darnold's progression as a reason. From what I'm hearing, and I've and I've heard this also from other media that uh, it's more about the fact that they don't feel like they have anyone on staff that could be a good interim coach, which is mm. that's pretty damning to me. I mean, you know they. They were really high on Jeremy Bates. That's clearly, you know, the, the bloom is off the rose there. Uh, you know, nobody on the defensive side of it. I mean, just the fact that you don't have, like Andy Reid, I think, in the last couple of years has lost like four coaches to other jobs, and the Jets don't even have a guy they could throw in for like two months. I mean, that's just, I mean, it's just bad. And it, it makes you really concerned about this franchise in the offseason because even if they get rid of uh, Mike McKagan and the GM as well, like, who's making these decisions? And if the decision, you know, to, to put this coaching staff together and to add a couple pieces here and there results in we don't have anyone who could hold Sam Darnold in the offense's hand for two and a half months, if that's your net result, then uh, that's just not good. Not at all. Well, that will be one of, uh, I'm sure, many openings coming up after we finish up the regular season at the end of December. Before that, still plenty of football to be played, Andrew. Let's start first with those Kansas City Chiefs. They get it done against Arizona, eh, dinking around for a little while, but in the end, they get the victory 26-14. Setting up for next Monday night, the matchup in Mexico City, as long as they're going to play it in Mexico City. Kansas City, though, getting it done. Mahomes, uh, not the performance we're normally used to seeing. Any concerns, anything jump out to you, or you just take a win-a-win here as we play in November? You know, I almost kind of like the fact that Kansas City didn't just have Pat Mahomes just carry him around on his back. You know, like the, 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 it's, not the, it's not the performance from him that we expect each week now, but they still went out there and got the job done. And I, I think that's very good if you're a Chiefs fan to know that if a team comes in now and figures a way to slow Mahomes down or slow any part of your offense down, that means other people can step up and still put together a good performance, can still carry you. You can win in more than one way. Uh, you know, it's something that, I don't know, it's only taken his entire career now, but the Colts have figured that out with Andrew Luck. If we put other pieces around him, Andrew Luck doesn't have to be the entire offense. Well, the Chiefs are ahead of the game then because they have not only surrounded Mahomes with very good talent, but they put a team together that Andy Reid knows how to win with more than just Mahomes. So I actually was happy to see them do things a little bit differently this weekend or achieve success using other means than what they have. I think that's a great sign. And that's, that's going to be very critical going into the playoffs because you're one and done. You know, that it's postseason. You only get one shot. So if something doesn't work, you have to be able to jump tracks to something else. And that's, to me, what the Chiefs kind of showed us this weekend. Yeah, Andrew, you're the perfect person to ask this question. Um, who did you have as your number one quarterback going into the draft uh, this year? This year? Baker Mayfield. I-, I actually really, really loved Baker Mayfield, and I know he was one of those divisive guys because of his personality. Mm-hmm. But I, he was my top guy, and I'm a USC Trojan. Like, I'm an alumni. Wow, so, that means something you know, from you, yeah. I. Yeah, I like Sam Darnold, but to me, Mayfield was one of those guys that could, personality-wise, turn a franchise around. And I feel like you're seeing that in Cleveland. And it's not just on the field. It's off the field as well. And sure, with Mayfield or Josh Rosen, who has the same sort of outspoken personality in a different way, you could look at that and say, if it goes wrong, this could go way wrong because 
you know, he's not that sort of Eli Manning, you know, Captain Courageous, <laughs> bland kind of locker room personality. You know, if things go wrong, Mayfield or Rosen, they're going to attract some heat because of who they are. But to me, I saw his film. I saw, you know, what he did uh, in big games and big moments. And, yeah, some of his antics on the field were a little, you know, I don't want to say troubling because that sounds too serious, but they were, I guess, red flagish. But at the mm-hmm. same point, to me, he was a guy who you put him on the field, and if you if his if his game is on point, that off field and that leadership and in the huddle stuff, that's going to make a huge difference. And I really do, I feel like you're think you're seeing that when you look at Cleveland right now. Absolutely, um, Bears, Chiefs, Vikings. Um, what else? Green Bay. Is there one roster that you would take? How would you rate those? We're, we're in obviously in Iowa here, so there's a lot of those teams here, a lot of fans of those teams. Um, is there one roster or two rosters that you like better th- of those two? Probably the Chiefs and Vikings, although the Vikings still to me, like I can't quite figure them out 100%. If, they're, if their defense was more consistent, uh, I, I, I would feel a little more confident about them. I mean, I feel like the Chiefs' defense has made strides slowly throughout the season. And th- and thus far, I mean, you look at the teams that you're talking about, um, Mahomes is kind of playing the best quarterback you know, position that we're seeing out of that group, um, or at least he's achieving the most consistent success. And that's not downplaying Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's not downplaying Kirk Cousins. You know, Rodgers is the, clearly the best of those four QBs, but I feel like he has had more issues this year than we're normally used to seeing, and it could be, Offensive line issues, it can be, you know, some of the changeover at the wide receiver position. Those things are impacting him. Um, but I feel like Mahomes right now is kind of the guy who's playing the most consistent ball. Uh, you know, it, his highs are not too high, his lows are not too low. He's just kind of pulling you along there. But, uh, you know, in terms of the whole roster, I like what the Chiefs are doing right now. I feel like the defense is playing well. If I get a little more consistency out of Minnesota, uh, defensively especially, then I think that they're probably the team to beat in that group, and we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see next time they're on the field. See, uh, you know, if they can come out and uh, and fix some of the little problems they've had, especially defensively. Speaking of the Bears and uh, that roster, Mitchell Trubisky played well again. A lot of people beating their chests that were Trubisky believers. Came against a depleted Lions team. No Slay, of course, uh, on the other side. That offensive line in a state of flux, but. Trubisky, are, are you a believer? Are you becoming a believer? Or are you still withholding judgments? Your thoughts on him? I'm becoming a believer. I mean, in some ways, yeah, that, that's also holding my, uh, with, or withholding my judgment a little bit. But I feel like they, the Bears have started to open things up and playbook-wise for Trubisky. And so, you know, he's going to have some hiccups. But as he, and, and remember, like, there are a couple of new pieces on that offense. Now we're 10 weeks in, so... They're not as new as they used to be, but it takes some time, and I think we're finally seeing him sync up with his receivers and feel comfortable with the playbook and get a little bit more to do. So to me, I, I like what I've seen of him. You know, the, the jury's still out very clearly, but so far, you know, he's really started to open my eyes a bit. Now, you know, at some point, he's going to have to take that next step. You know, you, when you get into the playoffs or when you get him – really big games, you're going to have to be able to take that next step forward. We've seen guys like Pat Mahomes do it, and we've seen guys in that division like Aaron Rodgers do it for years and years. So 
he's got a ways to go, but I like what I've seen from him so far, and this season I think he's really taken a step forward. And more importantly to me, the Bears are allowing him to do that. I think sometimes teams will coddle their young quarterbacks a bit too much, and that's what they were doing to me with Trubisky early this season. But since, I feel like they're, they're, they're believing in him, and, and that makes me feel confident as well. Yeah, Andrew, um, as far as Green Bay goes, is there um, a coach out there that you would like to see with Aaron Rodgers? Because I think he might be the best of all time, the most talented, um, however you define that. Is there a coach out there that you think that would fit him perfectly? Is Tedford still around? <laughs> Back in the Cal days? Um, you know, it's it's hard to say. People who are free right now, I, I, nothing really jumps to mind. Um, you know, it would be, it's not going to happen, but, you know, you, you get a guy like, uh, you know, actually, I take it back. One guy who is always in head coach conversation is Josh McDaniels. And if he's learned anything from getting shellacked leaving Denver, I think from an offensive standpoint, if he could kind of, if he didn't come in and try and be Bill Belichick, which is what happened in Denver, if he came in and, and worked to earn his way, I think he would be a great match with Aaron Rodgers. Like, I could see that offense being phenomenal. So, uh, you know, he's not free. There's nobody who's just kind of wandering around out there that I'm really excited about right now. But if, if McDaniels is, is available or willing to think about it, uh, I think he'd be a really intriguing matchup with Rodgers because offensively, you look at what he does with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's involved. Yeah. But, you know, what McDaniels has done to keep Tom Brady as effective as he is at his age and with his reduced, you know, overall physical capability. I mean, imagine Aaron Rodgers with that sort of strategic planning behind him. And I think, wow, that, that Packers team would be super scary on offense. So tonight in uh, Monday Night Football, it is awful with the Giants and the 49ers. So let's fast forward past it. Let's take a look at next Monday night. <laughs> Because we get a monster game. It's the Rams and Kansas City. Now, before that, that mess down at Azteca, uh, the field just looks awful. Absolutely awful. Have you heard, is is there a real possibility they're going to have to find a, another place to play this football game? Well, I haven't heard anything definitive yet, and it's Monday, so I think everybody's going to give it a day or two before they really hit the panic button. But you got to figure. I mean, you look at it, and uh, I mean... Uh, to me, it seems worse than that. Uh, that than the turf was at Miami Jets a week ago, and people were losing their mind over that. So, I, I got to think that unless they turn something around in the next twenty four to forty eight hours, I, they've got to figure something out. And you, know, you just can't risk. You know, you you have millions of dollars. Yeah, I dare I say billions of dollars on that field. You know, playing football. Uh, two teams who cannot afford to lose some of those guys and it would be devastating to see you know they're one of the top players on that team go down uh, on either team go down so I, I gotta figure if they don't have it turned around really quickly that they do move it but you know how the nfl is they are desperate to make that international thing happen mexico city is the closest international uh place that i think that they're thinking about moving a team to you know it's certainly london's in the conversation but that's farther away uh so i think they're going to do everything they can to make it happen uh whether it gets pulled off or not that i don't know but it looks really ugly to me uh for a guy who's looking at pictures and not there on the ground all right let's uh take a look at the matchup who do you like uh, 
first blush here with the Rams and the Chiefs? Uh, you know, I like the Rams, um, but I actually think that this is going – well, I mean, it's going to be a very interesting barometer for the Kansas City Chiefs because I just got done talking about how much I like the defense, you know, improving over the course of the season, and they're going to be tested. I mean, that Rams offense is something else. Uh, you know, it isn't. it hasn't necessarily looked as good uh, lately, but – uh, you know, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cuff's back. I mean, that's a heck of a group at, on offense. And defensively, uh, you know, they can be had. We've seen that over the last month, that, that occasionally the Rams will give up the big plays, and they've been surviving on the fact that they can outshoot you. Well, here comes Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt, and guess what? You, you know, you've got two gunslingers. You know, it's like watching... Climb Clint Eastwood, you know, actually, you know, because there's nobody faster than Clint Eastwood back in the 60s. So it's, you know, the man with no name and, uh, and Jebediah Cody or Cooper from uh, Hang 'em High. I mean, two, two fast gunfighters, they're going to be going at it. It's going to be the team that takes the big defensive moment. And to me, that seems like it's going to be the Rams, but uh, this has the makings of a fantastic game. And, uh, and, not to get too ahead of myself, a lot of things, a lot of hiccups, a lot of speed bumps between now and then, but this very well could be a Super Bowl preview. I mean, these are two teams that have the capacity to be there in February. Good stuff. Hey, Andrew, as always, great catching up with you. Thank you so much. We'll, we'll let you get back to your drive, all right? Hey, no problem, and thank you very much for letting me get on the air and actually drop a Clint Eastwood spaghetti uh, <laughs> Western record. Yes, thank you, We sir. need more right, of those. It, I, I tell you what, not many radio stations will do that. You guys are my favorite for a reason. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you, Andrew. See ya. Andrew Garda from Pro Football Weekly, Weekly joining us here, taking a look around the NFL. And, boy, what a, a fun week we got. Of course, that Monday night game, Sunday night football, Bears-Vikings. Not going to get much better than that. And I wanted to ask him about the Vikings because I'm not quite sure on them and haven't been. Are you sure about them? You you got a Minnesota background. You're up north. You tell me, Trent Conan, is Minnesota for real? Or are they pretend or what? Well, it, it just depends on what what you mean by for real. Can they get to the Super Bowl? So I wanted to ask him one of the questions I wrote down. And you see me doing that because if not, I forget. Yeah, a God question. forbid you prepare beforehand. Well, no. I mean, he says something that interests me. Oh, I see. It, it triggers your brain. Jeez, had Jimmy bro, B back in so here with rude. you, Ed. For real, so rude, unbelievable. Um. But the Vikings, I mean, do they, what are the five teams that you think can actually win it? Is there more than five? Obviously, Rams, Kansas City, New England. You have to put Pittsburgh. That's four. Okay, that's four. Saints is five. That's an easy five. Yeah. And then from there. I mean, that's an easy five that we both agree that, yeah, any one of those teams could win it all. Can the Chargers win it all? Yes, 100%. Okay, there's six. Yes. 100%. There are people that know their football way more than you and I that love them. Can Carolina? <sighs> I don't I don't think so. I, I I could see them having a run and maybe get to Could they? Yeah. Yeah. Am I going to put that in? I don't think so. Are you Bears still no, probably no, not too no, early for no. Trubisky. But the Vikings are yeah, in that tier 2. That'd be 7. Okay. I put the Vikings in there. So we kind of agree on that. You're yeah, saying 7. Yeah. For real. Okay. Seven teams that can win it all. Not let get me to think, a Super Bowl. Let me think about Cam a little bit more. Let me yep, think about yep. per, the Panthers a little bit. Well, who's the other one you said? I, I wasn't sure. Um, I mean, we're not going to say Washington. 
No. They're 6-3, no. and three, but I mean, We're not throwing the Redskins in there. Absolutely no. 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 You're that, not throwing. Uh, Tennessee's got a couple of nice six wins. six or seven. Again, they're coming on. They are. Bi- Let, give me a second on that one, Trent. Give me a second on that one. But there's at least six that you came up that were legit, mm-hmm. for real legit, that have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I mean, how many people can you say that about in the NBA or college basketball? Well, well the NBA is one. It's one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's one. It's one. That can do it. <laughs> uh, here, here's this. I Give me your perspective. Yeah. So we with the Chiefs and our affiliation, we, we love to talk, talk about the Chiefs. They beat Pittsburgh earlier this year. Kind of got that, that monkey off their back. But now you look at what the steel, what they did Thursday night against Carolina. That was a whoa. I was all excited. I was on my way back from Cedar Rapids. I was listening to the Iowa game, but then I was going to flip over and listen to the second half of, of Carolina and Pittsburgh. I was pumped for it. Yeah. And I, as I'm getting ready to pull it up, I see the score. I said, well, the hell with that. I'll listen, I'll listen to a little post game and find a podcast to listen to the rest of the drive from Cedar Rapids. Kansas City fans... Are they nervous still about Pittsburgh? Even if they, since they beat them this year, I mean, they have had so many issues throughout the years. And even hosting that game, Pittsburgh coming in, is there a Chiefs fan that would be confident AFC Championship game, Steelers in Kansas City? I know I wouldn't be. If I was a Chiefs fan, I wouldn't be. See, I'm not scared of Pittsburgh. Tell me, what, what, why are you scared? Tell me about that. Just the history a little bit? That, I'm, that's but I'm talking this, you understand that? That's yeah. like a sore subject with me and the people that I debate in life. <laughs> Meaning history? <laughs> no, I mean I'm talking this year. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I understand history is not is not stupid to bring up at all. But it this is this year. So should I be worried about that? No. I mean, you look at this Kansas State Chiefs. They're unbelievable to watch. They're fun to watch. The offense, yeah. Is their defense going to come around? That's what I can't wait to watch. But they're one of five, six, seven teams that we say legitimately has a fun. You know, a good shot at winning it all. I mean, Mahomes threw six touchdowns in that game against the Steelers. It's a different Pittsburgh team now than it was back it, in September. It is, isn't it? Yes, I, it is. I'm telling you, I'd be nervous. No, I, I actually get what you're and, saying and now. How about this? So I bet on Pittsburgh. You know that. Why yeah. that? Why is that? Because I knew they're good. They are good. I give you two options. You're a Chiefs fan. Put your oh all right. Boy. Pull on your old Priest Mahomes jersey, or your <laughs> no. You'd probably be I, you'd th- you'd have an Ed Podolak throwback. I know you. <laughs> you'd you, you'd have a Podolak oh, throwback. What a jerk for real. You, no, that's uh, true, right? No, you're you, you think I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm a Chiefs fan for like the last six months. All right, so but pull on your Podolak jersey. Okay. You're going out. You're going to the bar. You're getting excited. You're going to G Migs to watch the game. <laughs> that's where we'll be tomorrow. Yes. AFC Championship game, and I give you. Two teams. You can pick who you want to see. The New England Patriots or the Pittsburgh Steelers. Either Both of them coming to Kansas City for the AFC Championship game. Who you, as a Chiefs oh, fan, boy. who would you rather see? Because I want my team to win is what you're of saying. Of course. Oh, boy. You're probably not going to... Am I just doing this to be, you know, controversial? No, I'd, I'd rather see Pittsburgh. You'd than rather it. see Pittsburgh. Is that is that not fair? No, I, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong by how good they're looking. Yeah, but like history, you just brought that mm-hmm. up. History with, I'd rather not see Belichick and Brady. Is sure, that, is and, that, and the, it's it's not a stretch at all. I don't it, think there's a right or wrong answer. It's there. a tough question. Hit us up on Twitter they're at really Wolfgang good. Hawkeye yeah. at Trent Condon. Let me know, Chiefs fans, who would you rather see yeah. in Arrowhead, the Steelers or the Patriots? I think it's. On the sur- during the summer, if we have this conversation, it'd be well. Of course, the Steelers. I mean, it's it's Tom Brady, but from what I've seen this year, the Patriots on the road has been bad. 
They've been a bad football team. And this isn't going to be in Foxborough. It'd be in Kansas City. I personally, if I was that guy and I was in the Chiefs equation, I'd be taking Tom Brady and the Patriots to go. I think the easy answer is what I gave. I think it's probably too easy. I think you're thinking deeper, but sometimes that's wrong. Yeah. yeah, You can think a little too deep sometimes. I know know that that all too well. (laughs) I know that all too well. Coming back on the other side, Monday Night Football tonight. If, uh, well, if if you're one of those people excited for the game this evening, (laughs) we have you covered. Wolfgang will be listening. We know that. Even minus C.J. Beathard, his other boyfriend, George Kittle in action. 49ers and Giants. Know the ratings are going to be through the roof for that one as we come back. More on The Drive, 1700 The Champ. Back with you one final time. The Drive continues on 1700 The Champ. As mentioned, Monday Night Football tonight. We got you covered every Monday night, Sunday night, and Thursday night football game all season long on 1700 The Champ. Next week, Thanksgiving games, we got you covered there. Bears in action in the first game against the Lions. Get the rematch. And uh, Sunday Night Football this week, also my Bears in action. Looking forward to that. Tonight, it's the Giants and 49ers. I have some fantasy implications that will be riding on this game, so I will be watching because of that as I continue to fight for playoff uh, positioning. But in terms of pure football, not one that exactly gets you excited, Wolfgang. First of all, I love that you love fantasy. Yeah. Because there's a lot of radio guys that I listen to, they act like it's uh, they're too good for it or something. I, I the fact that you bring that up, I appreciate that. I don't think we've almost never talked about it, have we? No, not not very often. Um, in the past, I've done some segments and got a lot of good questions about it. Yeah, maybe we should reinvigor that down the line. I, I think that's you, a good idea. You know why the other ones don't? They don't admit it, and you're willing to put yourself on the line. That's what I like about you. You don't care. You say this is the team I'm betting on. Right. This is the team that I believe is going to win, and this is why. And I appreciate that. There's other people that won't even talk about fantasy football because they don't want to be wrong. I hate being wrong. You know that. Yeah, I, I, I hate I, it, I'm man. getting to know that even more and more. I hate it. But I'm doing the pick segment with you. Yeah. I'll talk fantasy football with you. I mean, I'll put myself out there. That's what I get that. You can't be right about everything, that's for sure. Well, I can try, but I'm usually not <laughs> even close on that one. So that's the game uh, coming up this evening. But I'm going to have my eye certainly on Iowa State tonight against Texas Southern. Talked about this a little bit earlier, Wolfgang, but Texas Southern went down, beat Baylor. They got a ton of dudes on this team, too. This is a team that has a bunch of Division One transfer guys. They have a former top 100 player that played at Auburn, seven foot two, Yo. and and it's... I mean, it's Michael Jacobson, and that's it inside right now. You know, George kind of gave him a few minutes against Missouri. They blew Missouri off the door. As somebody told me earlier today, Texas Southern might be better than Missouri. That was a bad Missouri outfit. I I anticipated certainly they were going to play better. Plus, uh, on the heels, and no pun intended, of the uh, Lyndall Wigington Mm -hmm. story and him not playing first time out. But they went out there Friday night, just demolished that Missouri team. I, I, they're, they're still favored by 22 and a half. I mean, it's still a huge number. <laughs> Listen to you. Well, they are. That, that's Who the knows that off the cuff? You yeah, do. Trent Cotton knows off the cuff that Iowa State is favored 22 points over. I mean, come on. Yeah. That was, you You heard yourself as you, that came out of your mouth and you went. I got a problem. I, I admit it. I got a problem. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'll be grabbing think, those. I don't think you do. I think you're fun. I'm grabbing think, the 22 and a half tonight, by the way. That aside. Tonight, what are you looking for from Iowa State as they continue to kind of go figure out different combinations, what they can do? The young guys, how about Tyrese Halliburton playing all 40 minutes in the game? This is, it's funny, as you know, I have contacts up in Cedar Falls. Before his, I think, junior season, 
U and I was probably the biggest mid-major program that had offered them at, at that time. And you and I thought they had a really good shot at getting him. And they, really? they thought he was being under-recruited, but they, they thought had a good season. Iowa State, some others came involved there. But there was also some people that thought, especially at that time, boy, it's a stretch that this guy could play in the Big 12. He's already out there playing 40 minutes. And, of course, the suspensions are a part of that. But that was a big surprise, playing all 40 minutes, and they have raved. I mean, you go back to the summertime, you hear what they talked about leading into camp this year. Is it defense? What do they love about him most? He's long. Somebody, he's, I think Brent Bloom said great passer. Is that yeah, wrong? Or, yeah, he sees the floor. What do you like about him? He's 6'5". He's 6'5". He's skinny. He's yeah. going to have to get stronger, obviously, and if he's going to continue to develop to be a big-time player. But he's long. He sees the floor really well. Good athleticism. Like him. He, he's a good player and uh, a really good fit with what they're trying to do. But that just surprised me looking back at the box score. Playing all 40 minutes as a true freshman against an SEC team, even a bad one, that was a whoa moment for me. And it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to <clears> – <throat> I enjoy this stuff. I, as much as this stinks right now that Iowa State has lost players and we're not going to have our full – we, Trent. We're not going to have our full <laughs> – not we. Iowa State is not going to have their full complement of players, okay? Yeah, yeah. So that does bother me. Uh-huh. But as a basketball fan, I like to see how certain lineups are going to work. To me, that excites me. I'm, I'm sure. dumb like that. I'd like to see that. We're, we're looking at that with Iowa. You know, I've told you I'm a dork on certain players that other people don't like. You know what I mean? I like to see how that's going to work in a smaller, in, you know, 11 guys, man. We were at G-Migs last Tuesday. Remember, we wrote this out. Yeah, there we're was trying 11, to figure out. Yeah, yeah. 11 guys ain't going to work, Trent. Okay. So maybe this is not necessarily a bad thing for Iowa State. Remember back in the day with Alford? Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool when this sounds horrible when. Players actually didn't go to class, or he had to suspend somebody because it was less, <laughs> less what <laughs> stuff that he actually had to do. Yeah, because he only had this amount of people, so he couldn't screw it up. Yeah, absolutely. I know that. Uh, yeah. No, no, it, it's absolutely true. You, I like. Small I can't rotation. tell if you're getting mad at me for saying that about Alfred, but no, no, I like Alfred better than you did. I know you're. Well, not a, I mean, it, it's hard to. It's. I think anybody because you met Alfred. him. Is that what you mean? It's, it's anybody. <laughs> You likes Alfred him. better than me. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's hard to dislike him more than be able to just put it that oh, way. Oh, wow. No, I did not know that. Oh, he's a punk. I mean, come on. Steve Alford, he's awful. He's just a terrible person. No, I didn't. Yes. I yes, knew you were not yes. a fan. Not I, a fan. Not a fan. Just say it nice. Yes. <laughs> you just called him a punk, right? <laughs> he is a punk. He is a punk. We'll try not to be punks tomorrow. We'll be out at G-Biggs. That's where you can stop by. Have a cold one with us by Wolfgang Dinner. It's a steak special yes. night tomorrow, and excited about that. G-Migs from 4 until 6 o'clock. Wolfgang and myself with the drive, and then it'll be the Hawkeye huddle. Dave Creighton Jr. Mm-hmm. and Brett Ridge will be out there live. We get our local programming started each and every day at 11 o'clock here on 1700. The Champ, myself, and, and Ken Miller. Then from there, Jimmy B and TC before the drive from 4 until 6 o'clock. Thanks, everybody out there for listening. Back at it tomorrow. Enjoy Monday Night Football. It's the 49ers (laughs) and the Giants coming up around the corner on 1700 The Champ.